Welcome. This is William Evans, and you are listening to A Living World Conversation. Our guest today is again Matteo Sandate. Yes. Hi. And this is the second in a series of conversations with him. Thank you for coming back, Matteo. Thank you, Dr. Evans. It's an honor to be here. What can you tell us about your relationship with water and rivers? Mm, that it's in motion. <laughs> uh, it's constantly uh, uh, a love relationship. Um, I'm so blessed to have called uh, this valley, this town, this area home because uh, of the, the rivers. They're still clear and clean and jump in them if you want to and yeah, it's, just a, it's a love relationship, I'd say. And uh, I get excited when I get to go to the rivers. Even I love drinking fresh water, too. So, Do you ever get up and drink source water? Uh, tell me what you mean by that. All water is source water unless it's fouled or polluted. Hmm. And so um, the power and the potency of source water is, is quite lovely. Mm. Well, maybe we make a source water date sometime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be I prepared. Look forward to it. I look forward to it. But you don't consciously have a relationship with source. Well, I, that's a good question. Or I don't or I do or, you know, just uh, the goal of, of being here uh, every day, just the most loving way is uh, one thing that gets me out of bed and keeps me going day to day so uh yeah tuned in tapped in turned on and we talked about coherence earlier or last time and uh that's a that's a daily thing some days are you know bigger waves than others so the goal is just to stay in coherence stay on that surfboard stay in balance to learn more and more of uh, a, a bigger and better balance by being in the heart constantly growing well let me share with you a few words about source thank you and that that might stimulate something returning to source is serenity if you do not realize the source you stumble in confusion and sorrow when you realize where you come from you naturally become tolerant disinterested amused kind-hearted as a grandmother, dignified as a king. Immersed in the wonder of the source, you can deal with whatever life brings you. And when death comes, you are ready. Thank you. When you're on the river, you're riding the flow from source. And so that's part of the beauty and the magic you experience on river trips. And getting close to it is healing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, um, thank you for sharing that. Because uh, if it weren't for a few or many beautiful people in my life, I would have never had the opportunity to be on the river or even considered it or even been aware of it, having that beautiful opportunity um, to be a uh, river guide with my better half at the time. Uh, it was life-changing, 
I'm forever grateful for that. I'll forever be grateful for that. Uh, the feeling of being embraced and being seen. It's one of the most beautiful feelings I've, I've experienced. Um, I would agree. And we talked earlier about healing and it's, it's very healing for me to get back into that rhythm. Yeah. Like, why would we ever get out of it or want to get out of it? Well, that's a good question. And I think education without massive doses of connection with nature mm -hmm. can unfortunately get off track. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm having that experience too in music. Music for music's sake, isolated in a, so to say, being Dr. Evans, you know, in the hospital rooms you set up or whatnot, being sterilized in a, a studio or uh, removed from uh, the places we all come from, the soil, the sand, you know, the sweetness and, and, and just nature. I hear you. I agree. It's really important to remain in that connectivity. And... What do you experience when you lose that connectivity? Well, you know, um, that's a good question. It, it depends on where my awareness is at and how, how balanced, where my balance is. Because, um, uh, yeah, right now uh, I'm in the process of a, a life transition and uh, related to home or, you know, what's ahead or the difference between destiny and and, and mission and purpose within a sense of like, uh, I need to preface all of what I'm sharing too, is that it's not that I'm speaking from any experience or have any expertise. I'm a student and learning day to day, just like I like to lean in and see us all that way. It just creates more harmony in the heart for me. Me to too. To it's, it's me alive, still learning. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. A question that for me related to balance and how well do we navigate and handle balance and I, I just have to say it depends on where we're at in the spectrum that day that week that month that season that's the way I've related to it and I could uh, some days take things personally more so than other days if I'm more grounded in that rhythm we talk about uh, or I'm, I'm more being the musical self I am as opposed to man you find me in tax season or something <laughs> right, I, I might give you a, an answer that's more number related. <laughs> right, how much uh, in in nature cycle is that? Because uh, I love uh, the wisdom. Nature only takes what nature needs, and so at what point am I in balance with my needs, and or have, am I over balanced? And um, at that point, the the volatility might be high when there's a shift in life especially related to the context of home or forward path and mission and destiny and purpose. Uh, though if I'm, I'm rooted in, in a solid grounding and, and balanced in my needs, and I'm, I'm not even taking more than what I need and sharing and giving and I'm part of this beautiful song we're all dancing within, um, those kind of shifts might happen with a grace beyond my imagination and a feeling that really is more in tune with the coherence that I seek. That's, that's wonderful because what it brings up for me is how important it was when I figured out how much is enough. <laughs> Thank you. What, what is? Tell me. 
<laughs> Tell us how oh, much is in there. I'd be happy to. It was, it was on the river, yeah. and it was a trip down the Grand Canyon. And I'd been down the, the canyon twice in rafts, mm. but I got an invitation to go on a trip where I could paddle my kayak. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did what my friends told me I needed to do to be ready to paddle. But I knew, I knew a man on this uh, trip who had corresponded with me about a, a river we'd run in Alaska mm-hmm. some years before. And I knew he, he knew a lot more about kayaking big water than I did. And so I got next to him as soon as we got on the, on the river. And I said, Walt, teach me how to boat big water. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, let me watch you paddle through this little stretch right here and I paddled through and came together at the bottom and talked and he said you paddle too hard Mm. Um, just reach over the top of the wave and touch it yeah with your paddle yeah well it was a magical trip from then on Mm. because I uh, I had the gift of of learning how much is enough and I uh with that, had the realization that I'd been overdoing a lot of things, mm-hmm. and um, just the right amount of of effort, the right amount of of volume in my voice, mm-hmm. has been a tool I've continued to um, respect and value ever since. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, almost fifty years ago. Oh, beautiful. Wow. Do you remember the river? Yeah, it was the Grand. It was the Grand. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Water, for <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Will's uh, enoughness. <laughs> thank you, Mateo. This is Katie and Kay, and you are listening to a Living World Conversation with Mateo Sandate. So sometimes the river's scary, and sometimes it's uncomfortable. You've been chilled, and you've been unsure about what you were getting into. Talk about that some. It feels like life. (laughs) (laughs) And I appreciate my flow in the river where it's a nice, calm, just easy paddle where you're you're not dipping too far in, you're not dipping too far out. You're just, just right there and it's effortless. I love the effortlessness of the flow and then feeling and the knowing that you're carried and and then for me, just being centered and observing and just being present and enjoying. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've had the blessings to be in the river without the boat. <laughs> 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 and I've also had the blessings to be in the river in the boat. Uh, so um, I'm blessed to, to know the difference and uh, respect the two. There's something that respect does to help uh, hone in the harmony within just almost the rightful order of where I need to be humbly, uh, respectfully, honoringly. It's amazing what happens with respect and honoring our top priorities. Respect is a big deal. Yeah. Rather than other motivations, money, or I don't even need to say them, but... Yeah. What happens when we respect these presences that have been here far longer than we 
can imagine. When did you figure out how important respect was? Oh, I still am every day, Dr. Evans. <laughs> yeah, it's a relationship, as you say. You know, some days are good days, other days are colder than others. But um, yeah, uh, I don't have a specific moment. Uh, um, what's arising right now is just, I used to do daily, regular guided hikes in Santa Elena Canyon, uh, the remote uh, desert of. Big Bend National Park when I was an interpreter there uh, in the interpretive ranger program for the Park Service, Big Bend National Park. And uh, yeah, got to live in Big Bend and played a lot of music in Terlingua. It was a really special time. And I would go uh, very early in the morning to St. Elena Canyon and just sit there listening. This was before the birds would wake up and just feeling the river. So before sunrise, you were there. Well, it, yeah, the sunrise colors, I remember those very clearly. Um, so try not to drive in the dark um, too much, um, especially when you're walking in the desert. You want to make sure you're seeing where you're stepping, at least in that desert. But yeah, it's just a beautiful experience, um, experiencing the canyon come alive with the whippoorwills or uh, lots of migrating birds and cardinals were there and buntings and and all of a sudden just the canyon emerging from silence to sound and it's so beautiful and i would have never noticed that had i not given the silence enough respect let alone the river or the canyon or the space that i found myself within did you always have that or did did that kind of grow in that experience that sense of self yeah, I, one of my first memories of that was playing in a little little tyke in Virginia. We were blessed to live up against a forest. So I would just rip off and take off into the forest. And Yeah, I remember looking up one day and seeing the, the sunlight come through the leaves, the chateauants of the light and shadows, and realizing that you know, above these towering trees that there's this silence all around us. I didn't have words for it then, and I don't know that I do now. It's, I'd like to think it's something similar, having an opportunity to experience it in other places and allow that sense of honor and respect to grow, sense of silence within. My experience is that um, as I began to respect myself more, hmm. I was able to extend respect more easily to everyone and everything around me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, thank you. The more we know how to love ourselves, the better we can love another. And for me, I, I have a, a love to, well, Matthew 22, love God with all your heart, body, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right. You know, the missing piece or the missing unsaid, and there is, you learn how to love yourself, then you, by that process. And, being in the world in that way. Wow. Beautiful. So that's how I hear you. Yeah. I think the world's hungry for respect because it's the difference between coming together cooperatively and doing something in contrast to being ordered to perform a task, a command. Sure, yeah. We talked about coherence earlier feel that's really important 
It's really important to do what makes you feel good and wholesome and harmonized with your heart and what you think and how you feel and what you do. Keep those in coherence. Well, and that coherence in its larger context means when all the hearts involved are in a resonant pattern mm-hmm. and cooperating. Mm-hmm. And, and the root of that cooperation is the, uh, the cooperation between the life-protecting and the life-sustaining nervous system that control your heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen that in the heart, heart math. Right. Yeah, with the heart yeah, they've rate done variability. very good work with that. Um, the heart rate settles out into yeah. this very uh, symmetrical, ni- nice-looking uh, heartbeat as opposed to an arrhythmic. And that correlates with longevity and good health. Coherence. Yeah, if you can yeah. maintain that pattern that heart math, as you described, so clearly makes it visible and vivid. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, their pathway through, as I understand it, is a big part through breathing. Breathing. And how we breathe. And we also the emotions of appreciation and gratitude. Thank you. Yeah. They, uh, they do a lot with that. And I think they've learned to appreciate the power of the breathing even more now, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when in nature, in those natural places with the rivers, especially around here in this town, in this day and age, uh, that appreciation, uh, at least I, I know I'm, I'm in a better place when I, that appreciation rises. Uh, yeah, for sure. Does so so easily down by those riversides. Yeah, it's a gift. It's been a blessing to call this place home. Uh, I'm in a band called Sweet Root, and we do song circles. Our first one, um, December 10th. We hope to continue. The goal is to get us all singing. What the world could be like when we're all singing. Uh, Not in a sense of self-consciousness or anything, but just in a sense of self, a healthy sense of self and singing and uh, inviting the elders in our community, like you, Dr. Evans, or others, uh, friends and mentors that are song keepers and have been out in the river or the forests and have heard the songs and the melodies and brought them back. Uh, and as well, uh, the First Nations, too. Um, we have a dream of, uh, in these song circles, bringing in um, the songs that were heard by the natives that lived here, too, and bring those back uh, to allow the rivers to hear them again and to feel the feet dancing on the ground again. There's something really important about that, just as important as it is for us to hear our voice. I think so. And that coming into into the rhythm of the earth and the heaven mm-hmm. is uh, is enormously important, and it's it's got some fascinating scientific correlations. And one of them is entrainment. And entrainment is the the word for when uh, one rhythm resonates with another cooperatively. Mm-hmm. And it's it's what happens when a flock of birds turn in the sky together. Or yeah. Fish in the sea turn together. Murmuration. Uh, they're, right. They're, uh, their hearts are in resonance, and uh, it's possible for us to do that as humans. Well, what are we doing in here, Dr. Evans? <laughs> <laughs> well, the sun's going down, and it's okay to be inside, but 
I'm sure <laughs> glad to have that time I was outside today down by the river. Oh, good. <laughs> what can you tell us about your relationship with fire? Oh, it's hot. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, best in the wood stove. It's sort a of complex say. element, isn't it? Oh, wow. Well, you know, in, 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 I was thinking about that the other day. Um, like, water is H2O, and wind is wind. <laughs> it carries anything it wants with it. Uh, wood is, wow, I'm so fascinated by wood. And fire, you know, in the fire triangle where it needs oxygen, so it needs wind, it needs oxygen, and, and it needs fuel. And then it needs the right RH or the right conditions. So, uh, you know, physically speaking, the fire element is just, it needs this, it needs a lot to, to combust. Uh, and uh, all I can say is once it gets out of the fire ring, <laughs> oh gosh. <sighs> yeah, there's a responsibility that goes with our personal fire and any collective fire we are involved with. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Thanks. It's hard to recognize that when you're on fire. Some hard lessons with uh, letting fire get out of control within myself or in my campfire. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. The, the sparks can jump the, the campfire ring at times. So. Tell me, what what does it mean to you to be a man on fire in America today? Gosh, that I'd rather be in the waves, in the water, <laughs> on a surfboard. <clears throat> These are charged times. These are polarized times. And uh, we can thank those that came before us and those who came before us. And who knows how long this fractal of a pattern has been unfolding to this moment now. But uh, the, the conditions are to a point where something's got to give. It's, it seems like in the arena or the drama triangle that we sometimes find ourselves in politically or personally, especially personally, and just our sense of place, too. It's, it's, it's one that uh, it's really important to be respectful of within and then without. And I'd like to say even more so to find the humor in it. My experience right now, it's about being able to laugh at myself and find the humor with each other. And it somehow adds the, the elements uh, to cool whatever polarities might be there and actually help. There's nothing like a, a good laugh. That's all I got to say. Well, no question about it. It can be very healing. Yeah, yeah. And it can, uh, it can lighten the load and change the temperature i think there's nothing like the the temperature change in ac of a good laughter so yeah i agree with you <laughs> i laugh because we're all bundled up right now <laughs> well yeah it's cold in the studio that's true i hear you making the parallel of fire both of a sense of responsibility but even maybe something unspoken of, of life an element of of life so are you in your heart? More and more so. I believe that these times are asking of that, of me and all of us in humanity, 
to find that heart-centered place through a new sense of harmony. And I'm so blessed to find that through music. And we've talked about coherence. We've talked about flow. And when we bring that into the sense of fire, just a sense of responsibility, um, there's nothing like being able to sing a song together and really feel that heart-centered coherency. And I think that's what we're kind of dancing around right now in this conversation. What I'm hearing at least is when we take the element of fire personally, that comes with a lot of responsibility. But when we open into the universality, uh, there's a huge opportunity for heart-centered harmony in the light of love. Yes. And so I'm really blessed to experience that through music. feels healing thank you it's a feeling it uh, can be slowing down when I'm going too fast <laughs> it can be uh, going into silence when I'm talking too much yeah. it can be singing when I'm stuck in sorrow ah, amen yeah. I'm hearing that as balance. Yeah. Yeah. Balance is Balance is really critical in healing and health and surviving. Mhm. Mhm. Regaining balance is, is a transforming experience, and fire is the energy of transformation. Oh, thank you. Tell me more. Well, a piece of wood from the tree is turned into ash, and in the process becomes light and warmth and heat. Mm-hmm which uh, under appropriate conditions is very welcome and healing. The dose is critical. Too much is never enough. Too much fire is never enough. Too much is destructive. Too much is destructive, yes. I agree. In incinerating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fire can be used as a weapon as well as a, a tool of healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mateo. You're welcome. It's my honor. Thank you. This is KDNK, and you've been listening to a Living World Conversation with Mateo Sandate. Thank you for listening.